0: Barely Legal Comedy Podcast with Chris Keogh and Alex Boardman. Music: White Bat Audio, Eighties Retro Synthwave Mix. Record. Hello, Barely Legal Comedy Podcast listeners. Um, well, my name is Alex Boardman. If you've never listened before, uh, so I'm the main one, Anna. <laughs> I'm like the best yeah. one. Um,
1: All right. Okay. Yeah. What, that, what is who? Who are you then? Well, if you're, if you're I'm the, the
0: host, one. and it was yeah. my idea.
1: That's true. To be fair, so, isn't it? Yeah.
0: <laughs> so yeah, I'm like the best one of our two man team. Um, and yeah. you're the other one, aren't you?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Me, Chris Keogh. That's my name. Chris the, Keogh. Got, so yeah, it's yeah.
0: a it's a legal, a loosely legal podcast. Um, yeah. I'm like the expert legal person. <laughs> you are an ex barrister, so not even a barrister anymore.
1: No, no, i lost all my credibility. Yeah. How long right. were
0: you a barrister for? Um,
1: well, I'm still a barrister. I'm just not. I'm just not practicing now. Yes, yeah, um, but so, uh, I am. Uh, well, about twenty years, something like that. Yeah, I mean, like so fifteen to twenty. Yeah. You're
0: active for twenty years. You're like a retired soldier or cop, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. I've
1: had to hand in my badge and my gun. Yes. And, uh, yeah. Yes. But although, although maybe they let me keep it, you know, like, because I'm well, one of those. I'm ones.
0: hoping you've got a throwdown or two from your days on, you know, working vice. So if yeah, it yeah. ever comes to it, you can just get, um, I was going to say strap on. Is that what they call them? <laughs> I know what a strap on is otherwise. <laughs> but, um, and also, you do, um, you've got a European master's, so you've got a law degree, which I've got. Um, yeah, have you got honours I... on yours?
1: Yeah, of course. Yeah. Oh right, yeah. okay. So yeah. Right,
0: then, yeah. Um, and you got a masters in European law? I have. Which European is...
1: law and policy. Yeah.
0: Twenty-five years old, would that be?
1: Uh, about twenty years old, actually. Yeah. Right. So, so that's
0: not really that valid anymore. And...
1: No, no, no. Completely pointless. I might yeah. as well have a sort of like degree in like witchcraft or something <laughs> yes. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yes.
0: So... Uh, and, oh, well, also, we're still part of witchcraft, aren't we, Britain? We still firmly yeah. believe in witchcraft and we still signed <laughs> yeah, up to sure. it, whereas European law, we don't want anything to do with that. Um, and you're one of these, you know, these sort of leftist, um, like militant people that are ruining the country and want to <laughs> knock down the cenotaph. Um, That's me. And poison young minds at university and incite in yeah. riots you've been doing yeah. that for a couple of years now haven't
1: you so that's unique. Yeah 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 corrupting corrupting the youth like um like socrates or uh um, yes you know ozzie osborne or someone like that yeah <laughs> <Ozzy Osbourne>. <laughs> <laughs> I could not think of an no. example beyond socrates um yeah yeah so yeah so I'm, I'm a lecturer now I'm one of these um lefty um left like socialist academics that everybody yeah. loves you know so Yeah the
0: world the world hates you and yeah, your profession, because yeah. you're all yeah. you're all very notoriously left leaning. Um, so it's about, except
1: for the famous ones. You know what I mean, like Jordan Peterson or whatever. The ones who become famous aren't left leaning at all. They're, you know, they're they're sort of right wing self help book writers, aren't yeah. they? You know, that's what they do.
0: The whole thing's a bit of a mess, isn't it? Yeah, um, it's funny how you mention witchcraft because you're probably aligning yourself with J.K. Rowling. She's another one <laughs> you're, that's part of your gang, or maybe not your gang. I was going to say
1: that's the opposite, is into, it? Into, into that I, clothes, I don't isn't
0: know. I. It's kind of I don't know because the films will still be on at Christmas. So yeah,
1: I quite I quite like the films. Yeah. She doesn't like write the films I direct them. She she's a, she's a controversial character, in she which you couldn't believe, you know, twenty years ago. I remember when I was at uni, everyone's thing was like, oh, I wish I I could have written Harry Potter. Then I'd be yes. like. You know, I wouldn't be hanging around with all you dicks now. I'd be like in a hot tub somewhere. I was like, like, yeah, but you could have done, but yeah, but you didn't. Didn't? Yes, you absolutely (laughs) didn't.
0: It's like Game of Thrones is exactly the same, isn't it? Where people go, no, it's like it's just medieval history. It's like the War of the Roses just rehashed. It's like that, yeah. But again, really brilliantly done. Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. I'm old enough to remember when J.K. Rowling was a sort of hero because she was. She she was a single, an ex-English teacher, single mum, who I think survived domestic abuse, possibly. I'm not, I'm not sure, yeah. 100% sure about that, but I think there was possible domestic abuse. And she wrote the books in cafes around Bristol. Yeah, yeah like
1: handwritten, handwritten like handwritten, almost like no pictures of her books. writing. Yeah.
0: yeah, and had two years' worth of rejection, and then it went on a bit like Fifty Shades of Grey. It just went on to be this, like, mega... Behemoth of like just unprecedented success, almost in that yeah. field of children's literature. And the I mean, fact
1: it's still so big, isn't it? You know, yeah. what I mean, like you go into Waterstones, there's an entire wall of Harry Potter memorabilia and merch and stuff. Yeah, you know?
0: yeah, and, and it's massive. There's always Potter bedding. There's always um, jammers, and I mean, Teenage Turtles are back again for Christmas. They're the big one again this Christmas. That must be. The fifth time round, they've been the big one. Turtles, yeah. Teenage do, you, Mutant. do you remember?
1: Do you remember when they weren't allowed to call them Ninja Turtles when no. when we were younger? No. So when I was a kid. So like, I think it was for the oh, yes. first time I round. Yes, I do actually. Yes, I... they were called Teenage Mutant Hero yes. Turtles, weren't they? Yes. Yes. Because they thought that Ninja was too violent a word. Yes. So like, they they kept in all the fighting and stuff in the program, but we had to re- instead. Instead of viewing these violent turtles as being ninjas, we had to view them as being heroes, and that was apparently better. You yes. Know, so. <laughs> they, wouldn't,
0: they wouldn't be... Because um, they're obviously Japanese. Um, it I must have come from Japan. Uh, yeah. Because they've got, like... Leonardo's got a katana sword, which is like the, the samurai sword, and then there's um, nunchucks. That's nunchucks. Mikey, isn't it? And then there's a, a bow staff. big long stick. That's yeah, Doninello, is that a bow staff? Donatello, a bow staff. And then... What are those little two trident things called? I'm Raphael
1: forgetting. has those little dagger things, doesn't he? I don't yeah, know what
0: they're called. Yeah, they're like tridents. That um, uh, anyway, do you want to know something interesting about the turtles? So. Yes, of course I do. <laughs> I think it, I might. I, to be honest, like all my information now, it probably comes via TikTok or Twitter, so it might not be valid. But when Master Splinter gives each person their weapon, you know, like when they're given a weapon, they're given the weapon, not, this might be utter bollocks, but this is what I heard in the last year or two, they're given not the weapon that they would best use or best fits their personality, they're given the opposite weapon to that, so that, because it's like ancient teachings... (laughs) From a right. rat who lives in a sewer <laughs> to these turtles with hands. Um, so Donatello's like this massive guy who's massively into tech and he's massive, you know, like he can do anything and he's like an engineer and he's a scientist and he's got yeah. the most ancient, dull, boring weapon that's just a stick. It's a bow ah, stick. Right, okay. And yeah. Michelangelo's like the one who lacks concentration and lacks, but he's very dynamic and he's like really fast. So really you'd give him the sword because he's super fast, but he has to have the nunchucks because it requires total concentration to use oh, and it, right, okay. like, you have to be in a state of calm to use it. And yeah. uh, Raphael's got those tridenty things. Those are for defense, not attack, because he's like a guy who just wants to go out and fight everyone. But he's given like a... They're to defend against swords and blades. Ah, oh, right, okay. So you're supposed to use it to block and... I don't know about the sword. I can't remember about Leonardo, but that might well, be bollocks.
1: Because, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, all I know about their personalities is based on the intro credits. Yes. So Le- Leonardo leads, so he's just the leader. Isn't he's, he's the in leader, charge. yeah. Yeah, he is. Donatello does machines. Yes. So like, he's the like, yep. science guy. Yeah. Um, Raphael is cool but crude. <laughs> like, yes. I
0: don't know. No, Raphael's like a tough guy and he just wants to fight all the time. Right, okay. That's why he's got red, because and... it's like anger.
1: Yeah, and Michelangelo is a party dude, isn't he? He is a party who
0: likes pizza. He lives for yeah. pizza. And so he's, he's like
1: him. he's like a sort of he's a bit of a bum, isn't he? That's is that is that the idea kind of. or is it? Yeah, or is he of. just like a sort of excitable sort of kid with ADS? I AD think he's AD? just the young one,
0: yeah. yeah. I think they've just given him yeah. four distinct... Yeah, basically like every boy band. Like everyone. So if you were to put so I think with Leonardo, the thing with being the leader is... Who
1: would they be if they were the Beatles then?
0: Well, so this is what I was going to do, right? So Leonardo, as the leader, he's got all these doubts about, am I right? the right person to lead? What if I make a mistake? I want to do it right, which is why, yeah. obviously, he's a good, a good leader. Yeah. The same yeah. with the Thundercats, Lionel has yeah. got all these doubts and he's the young one, and Panthro, he's the engineer one. And Chitara, right, she's okay. the fast one who just wants action. And then there's like yeah. those two little whatever they are who, who dick about. Um, the Beatles, yeah, they're sort of comedy relief, aren't they? Yeah. Well, I don't, yes. I don't know about the Beatles because they're not a manufactured band as such. No. They got together. No. But if you do, this also holds true for the Spice Girls, for instance. Because like Mel B, she's the like Raphael character. She just wants to fight. Jerry, she's the leader, but is she up to it? Emma Bunton, she's good at tech.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You're basing that on nothing, but go on. (laughs) Yeah,
0: no, she's like the tech one. She's the tech... uh, So she's the
1: Donatello of the group.
0: Yeah, Yeah. and then um, Posh Spice. Well, she doesn't like pizza because she never ate, did she? Who's the other one? Is there another one? Oh, Mel C. Sportive, Mel C. Yeah, yeah, maybe she.
1: Oh, maybe know. one of them's Splinter. Who's is she? Splinter. Melfi, <laughs> maybe that's Jerry
0: Alan, <laughs> I don't know. And the Backstreet Boys, and I don't know, all of them, basically.
1: This uh, this sounds like a, sort of a dissertation in waiting. This you Doesn't know it? that you could write. This, yeah.
0: th- if I was one of your students. This is the kind of shit I'd be putting in my next essay,
1: and I would enjoy reading that rather than boring stuff about the law as it actually works. Ex- you know, so. Exactly.
0: And <laughs> um, we need to we need to do some more anyway because I'm meeting a load of lads. We're going down the cenotaph. Um, oh yeah, yeah, it's kicking off again. Apparently, there's All right. um, there's like there's a load of Chelsea pensioners coming at two. So, tooled um, up? Are they coming to, to fight? <laughs> they're going to be absolutely tooled up. They'll have like all the older poppies on and stuff in their coats, so we're just going to go down and protect the cenotaph because they, right, yeah. they, they're always like littering it, putting like flowers and stuff on it, which is not. Oh, that's so, out of order, isn't it? Yeah, no, they
1: no, leaving like those like those sort of wreaths and stuff just lying around everywhere. Yeah,
0: yeah. we well, we we go and we clean it up basically. We just have a few cans, um, yeah. and then obviously you need a piss, so you just. Like, piss on the cenotaph and stuff yeah yeah like the that was
1: washed i i i saw that um last time i went there someone had written stuff on the side of it you know like it was like said like lest we forget and then some yeah. numbers Well and stuff the graffiti. You know. well the names yeah. there's
0: actually names of people on there yeah so just
1: <laughs> tag, tag themselves on it have spray it. them yeah. off <laughs> just, <laughs> uh,
0: yeah so that got rid of braverman didn't
1: it it did it did I've got I've got no reason to live anymore like hating Suella Bravman was like gave me energy you know it was like yeah but she's gone um, yeah, which I... I was sort of surprised about I I you know in in so much that I just thought she she'll never go you know I mean? like there's there's nothing she can say that that um will be worse than the last thing that she said you know that she didn't get mm. sacked for um but uh, I was wrong obviously because that that was that was just she just went too far didn't she in, in trying to um, what was interesting, though, is that, like, you know, Sunak is still the prime minister, and he's got rid of her seemingly because of her interfering with operational policing. You know, like yes. trying to tell the police how to do their jobs, and that's not the role. You know, this sort of like separation of powers. It's sort of, it, you know, it's, it's not strictly that, but it is sort of that. You know, that actually the police have to be independent; otherwise, you know, there's, there's a risk of authoritarianism. Um, heaven forbid that should happen in a yeah. country like ours <laughs> you know um, and yeah so it was, it was interesting that that seems to be the reason that she's gone that's my reading of it anyway
0: right okay but it's, it was obviously not that it was obviously for the fact that there were riots on Remembrance Sunday at the Senate well yeah as a result of what she said it up. yeah and it must have cost um, half a million pounds at least in police just police costs and clean up costs it must have cost an absolute fortune not only yeah. that there were 100 and, at, at last reckoning when, um, when me and the lads left country defended, so we got back on the minibus, um, and went to Thorpe Park for the rest of the afternoon. Uh, there were 112 arrests, and there were pr- p- lots of serious injury and lots of criminal damage. Uh, which, yeah. I think at the same time as well that the anti, um, well, the, the we want a ceasefire protest. I think that's the way that, the best way to describe it, isn't it? That went off yeah. like largely without any kind of, don't think anything happened at that. Um, no,
1: well, I think, I think there was one or two unsavoury incidents. but And I've seen this argument from people saying, oh, we can't have these marches. Look, there's been like 118 arrests across you know, in the last month in connection with these marches, um, you know, calling for a ceasefire. I was like, yeah, but that's that's not very many. If you think of the hundreds of thousands of people that have been there. That's yes. quite that's quite low. Um Well also, so is...
0: especially as people get arrested now if you've got if you're holding a flag. So that's you yeah. know an arrestable offence.
1: Exactly. The police have very broad powers to police public order issues and, and marches and processions and so on. So yeah, it it, it doesn't it's not evidence of Anything bad having happened necessarily, you know. So it, yeah, it's it's about the the use and abuse of statistics, that isn't it? To to you, yeah. you can sort of prove anything you want, basically, with them. So um,
0: anyway, the biggest court case I think of the last twelve months, um, maybe the last two years, let's say, is the Colleen Rooney and whatever Vardy's called, Jamie Vardy's yeah. wife. Wagatha Christie case. Yeah, yeah. Rebecca Vardy. Rebecca Vardy. That's it. We did not do an episode on that because no, you didn't consider it proper law. Um, No, and also you probably thought the last thing we want is loads of listeners.
1: Yeah, yeah. When cases are reported in like Hello magazine rather than the new, you know, the sort of like you know the times then that's that for me that's the that's the line as to whether it's you know sufficiently serious enough but this
0: is not. popular that's what you should think oh this is popular oh, yeah let's oh, get yeah. on that
1: yeah if if I, if I was anyway sort of commercially minded i would yeah but you know i'm i'm clearly not am i you've you've no. you've seen me you so know, instead
0: so. there's what you consider to be a massive case yesterday which what's the date? 15th of december it would have been decided um November fifteenth of November, sorry, yes. Uh, so it's the sixteenth today. Um, so, do you want to tell us about it?
1: Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna look at that. So the the Supreme Court finally released their judgment. And I say finally, as though I've been waiting for them for ages, but they they um, handed down their judgment in relation to the um, Rwanda, um, uh, you know, asylum seeker refugee scheme for I don't know what the official title of the scheme is. I don't know. Um, I don't know what it's... the official
0: title of this podcast is, but it should be changed to Asylum Seeker Rwanda <laughs> Podcast, because that's all we do. No crime. No juicy crime. Just you, do you well banging do you know, on.
1: Yeah. Do you know why we have to keep doing it? It's because the government keep wasting loads of public money in appealing things and taking things higher up, you know, like just refusing to accept that they're legally wrong about this point, you know. So um, that that you know, blame the government is what I say. No, they don't blame me. you
0: also must know as well. Like, this is the thing: is I don't, I don't for one minute think that. Well, I told you did now. One one of the other thousand times we've talked about this, but about a year ago there was the ex. He was a, an ex-Tory minister who who then went on to be an advisor. And this this idea of sending refugees to Rwanda is 15 years old they've been through this once before and they've already done the legal process didn't get the same news last time uh, 15 years ago but the Tory government already looked at the legality of doing it and we're already told it's not workable it's not legal it's also not to send one refugee would work out at something like a £100,000 per refugee. Yeah. It just makes yeah. no sense. So they knew all this. And this dude said it on Radio 4, I was listening to him. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. And he's going, this is madness. So this whole thing, they knew it was going to fail. thats I don't for one second believe they, they thought that this the, the Supreme Court would go, actually, do you know what? Whack them all on a plane. Send them to Rwanda with yeah. no other plan. It was, it was yeah. never going to succeed. So, you no. right. they must have wasted hundreds of
1: thousands again. I think they've wasted hundreds of millions of pounds on this Jesus. scheme. You know what I mean? It's, it's like, because if you think about the money they've paid to Rwanda for, for it, that's bought, got, bought the, the country in nothing. Um, and, you know, the money, pay, you know, the, the, the cost in terms of these, le- you know, the legal costs of it yeah. all are huge. They must be millions. Um, yeah, they must
0: can- be millions
1: if you take into account everybody's time, you know, like yeah. at a time when really what you could have done is put all of this money and time into training more actual staff to deal with the asylum backlog that has exists and get those people that are stuck in detention camps and, in you know, like hotels in, what, and boats, in boats, boats. In or wherever, camps. you know, <laughs> hot air balloons hovering above the country or whatever, you know, wherever they've stuck them out of the way. You know, like, have, have those cases dealt with they could have done that with all this money and time that they have spent just pursuing this ridiculous scheme that is, you know, that that's like you say is has already been assessed and assessed to not really be, you know, feasible for the issue at hand. You know, so uh, yeah, they, they they could have done that and they've not done. They just wasted loads of money and I think it's just ridiculous. It's it's at this point where it's become like almost like a a vanity whatever the opposite of a vanity project is. Yeah. You know, like that's that's what it is. You know, a, an ignominy project for the. You know, for the, the, the government, it just seems like they've decided they want to do this because it's, you know, it'll it'll play well in the sort of sections of the media that they want it to play well in. And this is where they go in and they can set up this whole, um, you know, enemies of the people who've been stabbed in the back by, you know, different courts and legal systems and lefty lawyers and all that sort of stuff. You know, like it just plays into that. Yeah. Culture war nonsense, doesn't it? I think that, that I can't see any other reason for them going down this
0: route. No, it no, it makes no sense. The right, so week one of law school, let's say. So all your students have already done this because you do evidence and criminal, which are normally year two or three, aren't they? Yeah. Topics. Yeah. So pretty much everybody's starting point if you do a law degree is constitutional law. Yeah. Um so it's not complicated is it and i think you probably must if you do politics at a level you probably look into it a bit you definitely also look into it if you do economics at a level um yeah so just explain you've got a european law degree haven't you which is partly constitutional what yeah what do you mean by separation of powers there's three aren't there
1: yes so um so yeah the the so one thing that we don't have in this country is is a full written constitution like you have in like you know like America is always banging yes. on about the constitution and things like that. Yes. We don't have that. We have you know a series of conventions and unwritten rules and so on, but you know that have been enforced through courts over time. Um, which you know some people argue that the the, the, the sort of a, con- a written convention would give us a greater stability and, and certainty. Um, but I think an unwritten one works fairly well as well because it does allow a degree of adaptability and so on but yeah. one of the concepts at the at the center of um of the um, of our constitution is this what you as you just rightly said is the separation of powers yes so basically there are three principal branches of the state in the uk yes. and I those tell you are what they are i'll yes. just let
0: me tell you um so that is porthos athos and <laughs> Porthos, he's a solid guy. He's like an engineer. Aramis is a lover. Um, It works for everything. Um, (laughs) So, uh, yeah, what are they? There's um, legislation, executive, uh, and what's the legislation? Uh, Oh, and judiciary. Those are the three.
1: So, yeah, so the legislature. Legislature, um, um, that's it. The um, executive and the judiciary. Yes. Um, And so basically what we mean by the... The legislature—that sort of parliament—you know—that they create the laws. You know, they create legislation. Yes. Um. So parliament, you know, like the crown, House of Commons, House of Lords, that yeah. sort of stuff. So that's the executive... them, isn't
0: it? Sunak is not against them because, Although,
1: uh, yeah, but it's sort of par- is parliament as distinct from government, isn't it? Because what I think what we've seen. Do you remember when they tried to prorogue parliament? Yes. You know, all those all BJ. those years ago. Yes. Um. And um. What they were trying to do there was basically use like the king's powers from Henry, you know, from Tudor times, to not have to go through Parliament because you know because that creates problems because it's not just the government getting what they want because it has to be debated, has to be voted on, all that sort of stuff. They tried
0: to uh, to put through a little bit of um, law uh, just as Parliament was breaking up, which would have meant that it would have gone through as an emergency. Um, sort of through exactly what like you said, through like hundreds of years old
1: parliamentary
0: yeah. like emergency powers that they were given, and then the court stepped in and went, No. So what's the point? Oh, right, so anyway, so that's number one is the legislature of which also got they've the... got a majority government and they have had a majority government. Yeah. So, so I mean, the, the, realistically the, the, the... they are law making. Um yes. so, they're in a so good that... position to get laws they want. For instance, the COVID things that they brought yeah. in the last couple of years, they can get them yeah. through because they've got a majority.
1: Yeah, uh, but what, so in theory, what you've got to do though is, is you've got to sort of sell the reason why you want to create this law, and it's going to be debated in parliament, and it's going to be, you know, and effectively, what it's meant to do is ensure that the laws that put through are fair, and they are effectively what you know what what you have voted in to do. So you, you don't get the idea is that you know in a democracy you vote in. You vote in, you know, you vote for your rulers, yeah. and then they enact things on your behalf. Yeah. And what you don't want is basically someone coming in and going, right? Well, I know we said we'd do all this when we were in power, but we're going to do the opposite. Of that and in bar, but you can deal with all these things. Now there are some circumstances where, like I said, COVID was a good example where there were emergency powers granted, and and we found ourselves nobody would have voted for losing their liberty to the extent that you want to load out of your house without breaking the law you know um so there, there are there are circumstances in which you can do that but as long as as long as it's gone through that parliamentary debate process and 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 you know has been scrutinized then then that's that should be that's the sort of check and balance against you know authoritarianism that's the idea anyway yeah um and you know how, how it works in practice and, and how it works in theory are two different things as with everything but that, yeah. in principle that's that's the idea and then we also have the executive Now, the executive is the government in essence yeah. um the, the, you know nominally it's the crown um but in 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 practice it's the government, and that includes the prime minister and the cabinet members and ministers and, and so on so you know there, there is a distinction there it's, it's a possibly a, a slightly um you know, dis- discrete distinction between the legislature and, and the executive at first glance, um, but but it is there. Basically, you don't get into power and have ultimate power and get to do whatever you want is mm. is, is the idea. And then the third one is the judiciary, and that is obviously judges, courts of law, um, and you know people who hold different sort of like you know and staff in in courts as well. You know, and they um, so the, so the idea is that you know the legislature creates the laws, the executive. Um, enforces it, and then the judiciary um, interprets it, basically. Um, And each one's a
0: safeguard. This is what you taught in week one. Each one acts as a safeguard against all the others, against basically living in a dictatorship. Um, Also the fact that governments can't legally can't bind other governments. Um, So that, like if if I said, so Sunak goes right, everybody called Everybody with an X in the name is when they reach twenty one is killed, and everybody decided that's a great law, Let's pass that. Blah 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 blah. And that could not go on for all time because the next government can come in then and, and just overturn it, can't they? So that's yeah. that's the yeah. whole point of the executive work, anyway. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, all very good, yeah. and that that's it's really really interesting, isn't it? One, and it's yeah. two. It's hundreds of years old. Um. And that there's also the issue of the common law as well, which is another uh thing about laws growing over the the ages and for everyone that goes we should have a written constitution uh on the other side of it, the flexibility is 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 wonderful really that you no know, you can't bind you know you know we're not bound to it, we're not having these stupid endless debates about the right to bear arms. For instance, from hundreds yeah, of yeah. years ago, yeah, where the exactly. meetings changed. So there's there's loads of loads and loads of benefits to this system, and each one has to work independently of the other. So back to Sunak, back to Rwanda. Um, the case has gone against him. It seemed to be Braverman was the main one heading this up for a bit. Maybe even Pretty yeah. Patel started it. Um, so she's out of favour this week. <laughs> Because of just massive riots throughout London, Um, yeah, which is also the key, by the way, as well. If you want to kick off, kick off in London, it gets a lot more attention and stuff gets done. Um, Yeah,
1: yeah. If you kick off in Manchester, they'll just maybe show footage of it and uh, and everyone, everyone, will go, "Oh, see the Northerners are fighting again." You know what I mean? And that'll be it. You know, Birmingham,
0: (laughs) Glasgow, any Edinburgh even. It's like, uh, yeah, it's just not worth worth anything, but you get on a bus, go to London, kick off, you're heard. Um, and
1: that's because that's where the centre of power is, isn't it? You know, like we, we, yeah. I always think this about this country is that we centre our sort of political, economic and cultural, you know, power is all in the one, in, in the capital city. And that's not really the case for lots of other countries. You know, they have things spread out a little bit, you know, um, where you'll have, you know, you, you'll have the capital that's really the administrative capital will be like a city that you've probably never heard of. And then there'll yeah. be like the sort of traditional cultural capital that'll be one of the, the places that people go on holiday to. And then there'll be the sort of like all oh, the finance will get done somewhere else. You know, well, there's, Italy,
0: there's... Italy's got parliaments in Rome. Um, yeah. And always, pretty much always has been. And then the finance is Milan. Yeah, um, industry
1: is sort of like Turin way, in it? And, yeah, you know,
0: I think so. Pizza, that's Napoli. Yeah. Um, back to Michelangelo. That's <laughs> good. <gonna> yeah. <laughs> in a roundabout way.
1: Michelangelo, that was Florence he mainly worked yeah. in, wasn't it? Yeah, so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, what larks. So, yes. uh, this is fun. We did. I really wanted to talk about Battle of the Planets and we got sidetracked. Did you? But, yeah, uh, did, did you ever see Battle of the Planets when you were no? Kid? It, it, doesn't, it
1: doesn't ring a bell to me. That oh no. my god, it I'm, I'm the just that must be slightly before my time, I guess. Yes, but.
0: it's amazing, firstly, and it's ultra, ultra violent. And um, it's like a Japanese uh, I can't remember what it's called really in, a, in a, the original version of it. And I think the the well, I'm not going to talk about it because it's like one of the first. Trans people in like art for kids, <laughs> and it's like yeah. just this this dude in like the seventies is clearly like a I think in the Japanese version he's like this trans person um and then there's ultra throughout it and loads of death and then when they when they bought it, I think the BBC bought it for uh to put on going oh this cartoon's great, or, what's it about oh it's about this team. Of, like, teenagers, and they fight against all these, like, evil, evil doers throughout the galaxy. It's amazing. And then they bought it, and there's just all these horrific scenes of, like, people getting their head chopped off. And they were like, oh, shit. So they have to, they had to, and America was, it was America what I'm talking about. So they had to put this little robot in. He was, like, a bit like an R2D2 figure who would just explain everything away. He'd go, right. well, uh, now Mark and Jason are fighting. Um, so let's hope everything works out, and then they go back at the show. At the end. They go, "Oh yeah, everything did work out great. he <laughs> <laughs> just got everything out." So, but it was still brilliant. It was absolutely brilliant. Um, anyway, sorry. So, it's okay. Sunak, um, he he hates. I mean, he's a common sense fellow like me, isn't he? He's a proper yeah. like yeah.
1: meat and two veg guy. Yeah. He is.
0: He's. I've seen him in the pub. Um E I L P he was massive in that.
1: Yeah um and Oh yeah, he was, wasn't he? You, he? you took a load of Rishi's dirty Wagamama, Wagamama money, didn't you? Um, like, you, you, we, you used it.
0: I think where did we go? I think we went to somewhere like Nando's or something. I think every, yeah. to be fair, I was just that happy to get out of the house. i
1: didn't, yeah. I'd
0: have done anything. <laughs> um, I think we did. I think maybe we were, I can't remember. We did go somewhere. I am you saying
1: there was like a cafe, like a little local cafe near you that was doing it. I think something. we
0: did. Yeah, I think we did. Yeah. I think we might have gone to Funky Monkey or something. But yeah. it was, uh, I don't know. It was good because basically yeah. we got food at half price. Well, no, yeah. I, and there were absolutely I, no consequences with the exception that two years later, petrol costs £1,000 a tank. And um, yeah. <laughs> your house and, is, costs a million pounds to heat, but other yeah. than that
1: other than that, you know, like I said, half price food though for a week, that was good, wasn't it so. <laughs> Buy
0: one get one free, come on <laughs> come on family, let's all have a dessert <laughs> you, there's cornettos in the fridge no, have an ice cream with you <laughs> um, so yeah, so Sunak's not happy is he with the old separation no. of powers, because it no. must have come as a real shock to him not having not having any legal advisors, or not having any ministers, or anyone well, who could Well, bat that's him. it. Well, that's
1: it. He, he's he's very much like you know the sort of like the single mum having to represent herself in sort of family court, isn't yes. he? You know, he's 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 that kind of character in all of this. Yeah. Um. And yeah. So basically, the Supreme Court ruled against the government. Yesterday, they upheld the appeal from the Court of Appeal unanimously yes. and basically found that, that the deal to send people to Rwanda was, was fraught with danger in so much that the, there wasn't sufficient evidence that um, that the risk of uh, refelme, uh, um where people are sent back to the countries that they've left wouldn't occur because there is sort of form from Rwanda doing that, basically. Yeah. Um, and it was in, what's interesting about the appeal is they've not sort of said that you know, you can't do this at all, that you you know, that you have to process your asylum claims in your own country. What they what they've said though is that it's for the courts to determine whether or not the risk exists on a sort of case by case basis. Um and, you know, which does mean that you can't just have a blanket send everyone there. Mm. But in, in but in theory, if it was, I suppose if it was like accepted that this was an entirely safe country, there's no risk of, of anything, and it would be the equivalent of having their I was going to say the equipment having their asylum claims dealt with in this country, but we've seen how bad that is. So maybe <laughs> that's not a great, a great thing. Um, but yeah, so, so they've, the Supreme Court basically upheld the Court of Appeal decision. Um, and Sunak's response to that is what's more interesting, because he said that what he wants to do is um, he's going to issue some emergency legislation, which will confirm that Rwanda is a safe country <laughs> and... I I mean, like, what? I'm not quite sure what that legislation is going to actually say. Like, what? what, You know, know, he's he's not giving any sort of indications to what that will be. He just said it like as though it popped into his head there and then while he was talking on stage. You know. Um, So, I I just, I just don't really understand how how it will be any different from what it is now. You know, I I can't see what Rwanda are going to be able to prove that they've not already done. You know, so um, yeah. I can't. I just don't know how that's going to work. To be honest with you, um, this any time you see emergency legislation being being issued, that's a bit of a warning sign because that sort of goes against the whole process of how it's supposed to work, isn't it? Yeah. Um. You know that the, you know we talked about. Before, about you know, parliamentary scrutiny and all that sort of stuff. And it's like, well, if it's emergency legislation, that suggests you're going to circumvent all that and just put something straight into into you know into action um, and put it into force straight away, which is which is not ideal, I would say, in a democracy, that you should be doing things like that. Um, so, so there's that there's that thing. And he also said, um, what was it? I'm not going to let any foreign. I'm going to ensure that no foreign courts can interfere with our flights. I'm taking off basically so i'm not i'm not gonna you know there'll be no foreign court intervening in um in in this scheme uh which was an interesting thing to say because it was the supreme court which is an english court which actually interfered with it so i'm not quite sure what point he was making there um and i suspect a lot of this is just bluster um because I just don't see how any of it's workable. You know, I mean, it doesn't make any sense. No. Um, it's an interference with the separation of powers. But that thing of saying, I am going to ensure that the courts can't intervene, that's, you know, that basically is going to undermine, potentially, the entire constitution, um, just so that you can send, as you've said, like maybe a hundred people at great expense to Rwanda, <laughs> you know, which, you know, that's, that's like, that's just, just, just ludicrous. You know, I, it's, I just don't, I don't understand where they're coming from with it at all.
0: It's more the um, well, you know exactly what it's about, isn't it? Because it's those you know, the cenotaph defenders, yeah, <laughs> who fight the police. Rwanda sounds really good to them because it's like it's miles away. Also, it's yeah. got a, a vague you don't know exactly why because you probably can't quite remember, like the. You know, genocides happen there. You know, bloody yeah. war has raged there forever. You know, it's just not been safe for a long time. So rather than a hotel, you're sending people that you don't like because they're brown to somewhere that you see as scary and awful. Um, yeah. And I still kind of see Rwanda as a bit scary and awful because I don't know, yeah. Hotel Rwanda and just just the last 30 years of the news... Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. But it can't be. Yeah. it can't still be like that, can it? Because Arsenal have got visit Rwanda on on their football shirts, which always yeah is it, is it now a holiday destination? Yeah,
1: well, people go there to go and see my gor- mountain gorillas, don't they? They right. live in Rwanda. That,
0: right. Okay. Um,
1: so I know, I've seen people, and this is the other argument people come out with, and this is like where the government's argument falls down. I think James Cleverly is the new Home Secretary. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think he was on he was basically on the news yesterday. I'm sure it was yesterday. It must have been Um, saying what a wonderful country Rwanda is to (laughs) go to. Um, But also that this, but this scheme is entirely based on this is going to deter people from coming here because they're going to be shipped off to Rwanda. It was like, well, if it's so... What, stop telling everyone how wonderful it is in Rwanda because they might make them want to come over here more. It was like, hey, guys, we'll get a free trip to Rwanda yeah. out of this and it sounds really good. We'll go and see the gorillas. You know, it'll exactly. be brilliant. You, know? you don't have to put and your just,
0: on for a couple of months. No, exactly.
1: You know, so it's... Um, yeah, it, it, none of it None of it makes sense except for the, they thought they would do this and they've been stopped by the courts and they don't like it. And, 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 and I'm at the stage now, where I actually don't, but I used to think that, is this all some sort of a a scheme, they've they done this knowing it's going to fail so that they can then push through leaving the European convention on human rights. Is that what they're doing? Or are they using it to undermine the power of the judiciary? Is that what they're doing? And I actually don't think, I think I was giving them too much credit there because I don't think they're smart enough or forward thinking enough that that's what they'll be doing. I, th- I think they just react and blunder from one Balls up to another. Yes. You know what I mean? I think that's, I think that's what they're doing, and that's what they're doing now. And like I say, that thing of, I'm going to issue some emergency legislation that says it's that says it's safe. That's basically like a Boris Johnson policy, I think. Yeah. Um, and so like they got rid of him because he was a liability, and now they're rehashing his ideas. You know, so it's just, yeah, it, it's none of it is sensible. None of it's legal. Um, it would completely undermine the constitution because of this interference with the separation of powers. Um, And and basically, they also don't have time to do any of this because there's got to be an election in the next year at the latest. And all of this will take longer than a year to sort out. So I I think it's just meaningless bluster from them, to be honest with you.
0: Yeah. Well, speaking of meaningless bluster, um, Braverman's gone. So we need a new so we've got a new home secretary james cleverly yeah um
1: the, the the man who completely um you know proves that nominative determinism doesn't work <laughs> uh you know, so
0: he um uh so he was one of the main brexit people, if you remember yeah. he was one of the main he was in the foreign office, so right anyway, here's the thing so New York Times. Has got the uh, who is James Cleverly Britain's new Home Secretary? Uh, Cleverly is generally seen as less ideological than his predecessor Suella Braverman. So, I mean, I wouldn't have ever called her ideological.
1: No, I, th- I think she had ide- she had ideologies, didn't she? Like, we have you know.
0: did. yeah, maybe she did, but they were just. So maybe, yeah. maybe he doesn't. Maybe he's. Maybe he's not going to be as bad. I, d-
1: I don't. I don't think he will be as bad in terms of. I don't think he's going to be. You know, I don't think James Cleverly is a fascist. You know? so, <laughs> think, and and if that's where the bar is set, then you know, like, then he, I think he will be better than than Braverman. Um however I don't think I also don't think he's anything more than a careerist politician. You know yeah, what I mean? So I um, so I don't I don't think he'll be good. But it'd be one of those where oh a, a slight uptick. You know, like when a new manager comes into a club and their yeah. main thing is they're not the person who is the manager yes. beforehand. You know. I think <laughs> yes. I think he's I think he's got a lot of that going on. This for him. Is,
0: yeah, this is like a Roy Hodgson style yeah. appointment, isn't he? Where you're yeah, not brave yeah. enough to get Big salmon and go, look, yeah, we yeah, want to exactly. stay up at all costs, just boot it into the box. got Roy Hodgson, he'll play some half-decent football, he'll get a couple of unexpected good results. Everyone thinks he's a, an alright kind of guy, but ultimately he's not a long-term
1: He's, yeah, he's limited. He's he's going he's gonna you're gonna finish eighth at the be- at best. Aren't you? <laughs> at you know, the best, so. the next election, <laughs> yeah. <We> yeah. <laughs> Ward Count <Kink> Binface, <laughs> whatever it is. So
0: this is um, it's quite funny the uh the New York Times article. In his most recent role, Mister. Cleverly oversaw Britain's foreign relations amid the uncertainty prompted by Britain's withdrawal from the uh, from the EU and wars raging in Gaza and Ukraine. So uh he's got what a job. He's done. He's got a great <laughs> track record. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Who knows what will happen? I think we all know exactly what happened because the first thing he said, I think he said something like, "What do you think about Braverman going?" And what do you think about the uh, her comments and stuff? And he said, "Listen, I'm, I'm just here to get Britain back on track and to focus on stopping the votes." That was his <laughs> opening. So it's like you told that line. Uh, the party line that is the party line actually. That's the stop way the boats. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the new
1: three word slogan.
0: The yeah. election will be fought on stop it's the, the boats. It's, it, the, it's the
1: our version of of build the wall. Isn't yes, it? You know stop I mean? the boats.
0: Don't stop the boat, baby. Um, <laughs> if I was uh, if I was like in in the Labour Party and high up in it, I would bastardize that and have stop the Tories. That would be my slogan. Yeah, yeah. That would.
1: Stop, stop, stop the votes. Stop like, the votes, yeah. And have just... a little thing like, you know, like with a cross next to the Tory, like rubbing out the Tory <laughs> vote and ticking it or something. There'll be, there'll be someone who's better at marketing than me that will be able to make that work.
0: Yeah. It's, it's funny that they're going to, I don't know, it's going to be hilarious. I can't wait for this uh, general election. Because the stop the votes, I'm not sure is enough. So they're going to have to try and smear Keir Starmer somehow yeah. and make him work on which is it's funny because he's just he's just not anything isn't it he's like trying to no, no. he's right, trying like to non entity yeah, yeah yeah exactly absolutely yeah, yeah. just not there he's genius i, I think he's absolutely genius um, yeah. person he, to have in charge of the way
1: definitely party. it's like he should i i've said before he, he should take up crime because he like if he mugged you <laughs> Wouldn't you wouldn't know. be able to de- describe him to the police or anything, would you? Like, no idea.
0: I, I felt, said... to be honest, I felt a bit sad when it was happening, but I was just happy <laughs> that he left. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: It was, as muggings go, it was actually quite disappointing.
0: Yeah. You know, it was... <laughs> <laughs> I willingly just gave it him to. I've got 50 quid <laughs> in my back pocket, he didn't even know about it. and I just said, if you, you go now, you can have that as well. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be uh, it's
1: going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, um, they brought back um uh, Cameron as well, haven't they? They've oh yes, brought Cameron's him back, back as foreign secretary.
0: Yes. Yeah, yeah,
1: not even an MP. He's got to sit in the Lords. Yeah. He can't be questioned in Parliament as a consequence of that. Yeah. Um, unless he has someone standing in proxy for him, I guess, in Parliament to answer questions on his behalf. And why would he? You know. Yeah, he's um, he's yeah, is they, he
0: foreign secretary now.
1: He's foreign secretary. Because <laughs> <yeah. laughs> Cleverly's like,
0: gone. That was Cleverly's old job.
1: Yeah, yeah. So they brought they that's brought Cameron Steve
0: in. Steve McLaren. you brought. Yeah, Steve exactly. McLaren. Yeah, yeah. He's, oh my God, who knows what's uh, he knows what's going on. However, he's been
1: out of the game. He's been out of the game for that long. It's like someone appointing Alan Kirbishly as manager now. the game's moved yeah. on. He won't yeah, even exactly. know about VAR and the new offside rule. <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> he
0: still thinks it's called the Ice Lords. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the other thing that's good. Uh, though about that appointment is because I, it, people always sort of say this as like a semi joke, um, or like a so. For instance, if you were to say you're forming a government, um, and you were to go, who do you want as head of um, who's who's going to look after children or child's welfare in the UK? Who do you want? Somebody might go Marcus Rashford, and then yeah. who do you want as I don't know, uh, Minister for Food, Nigella Walston, whatever it was, do you know what I mean? And you kind yeah. of go, that's patently ridiculous. Well, actually, we now know that it, it isn't because you could, without shadow of a doubt, you could just bring in an expert. Yeah, yeah. Because um, you don't have to be a member of parliament at all to be a member of no. the cabinet. I, 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 I didn't realise that. To no, be I didn't with you. until I, I, yesterday. I, thought, I was flabbergasted. Yeah. And also then... Why absolutely wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you go to, well, even say you did have um, Marcus Rashford, right? Whatever his failings yeah. are, whatever good things and bad things are about him, the one thing you could say about Marcus Rashford is, do you know what? He really cares. He really puts his money where his mouth is and he's proven time and time again that, oh, kids are not eating, right, I'm gonna, I'm going to change that. Kids have not access to books. Do you know what? I'm going to change that. And um, he's done more in that field than anyone, you know, any Tory minister's done in the last 13 years. Oh, definitely. So why not? And he's not particularly a good example. There might be even, you know, Martin Lewis. You know, the money guy.
1: Yeah, yeah. The money-saving expert. The the
0: money-saving expert. Would he be absolutely terrible as Chancellor? Because I always assumed when I was young that the Chancellor would be, you know, basically the head of economics at Oxford University yeah. or, you know, got a double first. He's the best guy. And then Quartang just comes in and goes, how are we going to, I don't know, I can't remember what he said. We're going to bring out a new £17 note. That's it, is it? That's the policy. <laughs> yeah. But... um, he, did, he bankrupted the company, country, didn't he? It? To the tune of thirty billion in forty-eight hours. Yeah, yeah. Would Martin Ludicrous. Lewis do a worse job? Probably not. You know, he gets a good deal <laughs> on no. Broadway.
1: Well, no. I, I, again, that's a very low bar, though, isn't it? You know. So, yeah, would you do they, a worse job than Kwarteng? No. no. No,
0: absolutely not. And then, who would you have then as prime minister, gen- from from the public arena? Um. Who would be prime minister.
1: I, I would have Jurgen Klopp as prime oh, minister. Oh god no. No. I think I think no no I, Jurgen Klopp would be a good manager in any industry. You know what I mean because he gets people around him. You know like he's not he's not got that thing of like I'm I'm the best at the, You know what I mean? He's he sort of you, he seems to recognize his own limitations and gets people in that can help. So I, I think do, he'd actually be good.
0: Actually, I think you've hit on something. I wouldn't have him, but I would go German. I would basically replace all of them with their german equivalent <laughs> imagine angela merkel who's, yeah. who's the prime minister angela merkel what's happening well, everything's really sensible and running yeah, well. yeah. we don't need yeah. charity anymore yeah. even there's lifeboats that you know when people were drowning at sea and like we had to basically like have bring and buy sales so that people could go and risk their lives in a storm that's all brilliantly funded now we've got the best yeah. tech in the world and, oh really yeah what about yeah, the NSPCC don't need that anymore. No, it's just we've sorted out all the problems. Yeah, let's do that. Um I'll see if I can get a German in to replace me next week. Okay.
1: Maybe. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah, but it's got to be one do. who
0: knows stuff about turtles. So, yeah, there'll
1: be there'll be some. You you go online, you'll find that the the world's leading expert in <laughs> teenage mutant turtles be. is actually a German guy. He probably <laughs> <is>. <laughs> I'm <laughs> gonna. I'm,
0: This this podcast would be much more efficient, wouldn't it? We would have done this in twelve minutes, yeah, yeah, to a better degree. Um, I'm
1: gonna, I'm hold on. I'm I'm googling turtles now and see if there is any German connection to it. There won't be. Come on,
0: let's have a look. Let's find out. It's Japanese. Uh, 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 uh. Uh, I wonder if a German would do a live Google on a podcast. No, they they
1: would have someone. It's produced by Ah Fred Wolf. He sounds like he might be German. Wolf.
0: No, that's gonna be American. Yeah,
1: they're probably American, aren't it's they? It's a Japanese
0: yeah. idea. I'm ninety nine percent certain. Also, it's going to be the number one toy this Christmas again. So get your, is it? Yeah, get your turtle stuff ready. Who's your favorite turtle? Um,
1: I I liked um Michelangelo because yeah, I was like nine or whatever. So he he yeah. um. He's he appealed fun. to my outlook on the world. you
0: know. So. He's fun. Donatello was my least favourite when I was younger and Leonardo was my second least favourite and my favourites were Raffy and Mikey because yeah. one wanted to fight and he was always good fun and the other one just wanted to party and he was good fun. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, and, that's, and, and
1: when you're a kid, that's, they're the two main things in life. They are, aren't they? Pretty much, yeah.
0: <laughs> Whereas now... I'd kind of, I think the those two would be an absolute nightmare to live with. Oh, yeah, yeah. Donatello's probably been my favourite because it'd be like that. Oh, what's, what's up? Are we going fighting against the evil Shredder? Hang on, it's bin day tomorrow. Let me just put the bins out first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what you want. Oh well,
1: Yeah, the, 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 the boiler won't come on. <laughs> you know, you don't want a party dude to help you there, exactly. do you? You want someone who does machines.
0: Yeah, you know, he'd fix so. everything. He's like the dream housemate. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right, let's go and think about what we've done. <laughs> <laughs> um, new computer update. I think my son has started to order some of the parts for his new supercomputer, which means All right. my second hand, much better computer than I've got will soon be here. So who knows if this is recorded uh. in stereo, but maybe it soon will be yeah maybe
1: imagine imagine hearing this turtles chat in stereo amazing wow wow
0: <laughs> i wonder if we shouldn't just put this podcast to bed it feels like it do, all the all the best stuff we talk about is nothing to do with the law no frankly. no
1: no but we're showing the world that there's more to to lawyers than uh just the law aren't
0: we yeah
1: sort well, of i don't you know are. maybe not i'd love it if you
0: got sacked for something that I've said, <laughs> that'd be awesome, wouldn't it? <laughs> Imagine if, like, if like your head of the dean of faculty uh, is like a real um, Spice Girls fan and Turtles fan, and he's just yeah, listening he did, to this, gnashing his teeth.
1: He was like Emma Bunsen was
0: not into technology at <laughs> yeah, all, you know. <laughs> you don't know anything about the Spice Girls <laughs> or the Turtles. <laughs> um, right, everyone. Uh, if you can find Battle of the Planets. Watch it. It was really good. g four. Right, it was one of I'll those book. mega theme tunes. Um, five, acting as one. Do-do-do-do-do, Indestructible. And Casey Kasem uh, is the voice of the little R2-D2-style robot, who's also, right. I think, the voice of Shaggy in Scooby-Doo, unless I'm mistaken. So Yeah. Going I've, on. I've,
1: ju- I've just gone to Google Battle of the Planets and I typed in B-A-T-T and the first thing that Google came up with was Battle of the Planets. Yeah, it's
0: awesome. I used to have a Battle of the Planets t-shirt. It's yeah. the best. Jason's the best, Ma- number two. Uh, Mark's the leader. It- Again, Mark's like Leonardo, boring. Jason's yeah. like Raphael, just wants to fight. Love it.
1: It looks like it has been. Um, it was made by the same people that made Dog Tanyon and the Three Mosca Hounds.
0: Right, but that'll be the distributor. It's not with the right. same, be the same. distributed by the same company, but it can't be made by the same thing. Because well, one's Japanese. and. I thought...
1: Well, Doug Tanya, Doug Tanya was clearly Japanese animation. Oh, as was well. it? I thought it
0: was Spanish. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, I don't know. Anyway, this is. Let's well, have sort of a spin off um, spin-off series, won't we? It's Doug yeah. Tanya and the Three Muskahans. I'm
0: surprised Disney's not brought out like a real. Wild Spanish, action.
1: Japanese. Spanish-Japanese children's animated television series.
0: Ah, see. So, there we go. So. Very good. Right. If there's any listeners left up to this point, I apologise <laughs> for the last 55 minutes of this show. But anyway, uh, we'll see you in two weeks where it doesn't matter what's happened. They might be like, oh, King Charles has gone on a rampage down Pau with a ceremonial sword. He's murdered 15 people. What we're doing it on this week, Keo. Oh, Rishi Sunak said this about immigrants <laughs> again. <laughs> so hopefully we'll be doing a criminal podcast at some point again. Cause... Yeah. Right. Yeah.
1: We, what we need is is for the government to stop doing constitutionally bad things. So yeah. Or
0: you to just ignore it and focus on something Oh, I suppose crime. I could do that, couldn't I? Do that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Bye, listener. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>